You're listening to the Down the Pub Podcast, Canada's premier football show. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Welcome to this episode of the Down the Pub Podcast. On this episode, we're joined by Louis Villon Goyette, Halifax Wanderers new midfield recruit and former Valor player. Carlos Benitez also joined us to ask Louis some questions. As always, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Now on with the show. Welcome to this episode of the Down the Pub Podcast. We're joined by one of the success stories of last year, uh, Louis Ballon Goyette. Welcome to the show, Louis. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And uh, we're also joined by regular contributor Carlos Benitez. Hi. Uh, thank you for having me again, Anthony. And thank you for agreeing to be part of this pod, Louis. Uh, we appreciate your time. Yeah, no problem. Okay, so uh, first question, how did a move to Halifax come about and what convinced you to move here? Well, yeah, I was a, a free agent at the end of last year's season. So uh, obviously I had, you know, a couple options open and I knew I wasn't going to stay in, in Winnipeg. So uh, the interest from Halifax came pr- pretty early in the off season. So, um, so I told myself, you know, if I was to stay because I had options elsewhere. So if I was to stay in, in, the, in the CPL, I would go to Halifax simply because it was a, an attractive club for me. And I think for any player in the league, it was, a very attractive place to play and because of the city because of the fans and the organization also so I was happy because uh, I was all you know having played there and talking to some some of my friends that played in Hall- uh, in Halifax last year they had nothing but good things to say so when the interest came in pretty early I um, we got on really quickly and you know I obviously told them that I was interested in playing and then uh, luckily the the move happened and you know I'm very very happy very proud that it happened because that's where that's one that's the the place I wanted to play in the CPL so I'm I'm very very lucky and very happy. Yeah, we're we're definitely happy you decided to move here. So you said that you had a few friends on the team last season uh who who were your friends with and what were they saying about the city? Well, I knew Shakib, uh, Zach uh, Zachary Sukunda, uh, pretty much, uh, you know, the players, Chris Knoll, the players from uh, from from Montreal that, you know, I've crossed paths with in, at the academy. And, you know, I, obviously it was all new for everybody, you know, the league last year. So uh, they were asking me about Winnipeg. I was asking them and, you know, they had great things, you know, about the, the organization. And honestly, it didn't take... I was just asking them, you know, pretty basic things about the city and uh, about the life, and because uh, I didn't need much convincing. Because once you play at the Wanderers Ground, and I think every every player in the CPL can can say that also is is it's it's different to play at the Wanderers Ground, and it's just a different different environment and different different type of games when you go there. So that was very interesting for me to. To, to to think about playing there and to think about you know that being my home so it wasn't much convincing uh, of my friends and just things that I saw last year that were very attractive when I when I came to play 
that's awesome. It's it's nice to know that the uh, the crowd uh, contributed to you to move in here. I'm sure they'll all be pretty proud of themselves. So what what were the what was the crowd like in Winnipeg? Like uh, the way that the Canadian League works, like because it's such a vast country, like we're probably never going to get to go to many away games. So what what's the what's the atmosphere like in in Winnipeg? Yeah, the the atmosphere was good. It was uh, better than I you know I thought it would be. Well, I'm I'm saying that just because it was hard to have expectations. You know, I was coming from MLS and going going to a league that it was the first season, and it just I I was really impressed, especially in Winnipeg. The 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 fan base was very good. Um, unfortunately, I mean it's it's a plus and a minus, but we were playing in a in a big stadium, which made it feel like when there wasn't a lot of people, it made it feel like it was, you know, very big and almost, you know, empty. But uh, we had a lot of people at the game, so that that didn't happen often. But just the the fact that we played in a big stadium, obviously we never filled it because it it was huge, that stadium. But uh, the the fan base were were really good. And, you know, obviously having a, a tough year last year, they were, always supporting us and you know it, it was great we had great support but i think it's nothing to compare to to the to halifax and the the environment at wanderers ground uh, yeah that, that's always like when they i think hamilton probably have the same issue it's just that with the vast stadiums it's kind of hard to make that the same atmosphere because obviously the wanderers ground is very compact and it, it must yeah. be difficult for them to to create the same atmosphere and Louis, you were talking that uh, you got early conversations from last year with Halifax, and also I heard that from Stephen Hart itself in some interviews that he has been talking about, and he spoke great things about you and the quality of player you are. Those early conversations were happening last season, probably, and plus all the fan base here com- kind of convinced you it was just a sellout point. But um, can you tell us more about uh, those uh, conversations with Stephen Hart because he speaks high, uh, good things about you. And I think like uh, you fit perfect for the style of game that we want to play. So I would like to know because definitely it seems like you were on Stephen Hart wish list from time before. You know, uh, well, like during the season, I didn't know that obviously because we don't we don't really negotiate during the season, but. Uh, when the season ended and, you know, I, when I got all the information that they they were interested in that, I, uh, Steven reached out to me and we have very, we had a very normal, you know, conversation, but what, what really helped me and, you know, every, every team that I go is the, the confidence of the coach. Like right away, I, I felt like I had his trust, you know, obviously, it comes with work and it comes with everything I did last year, you know, to, to present myself as a player. And I think that helped, but on the phone call, you know, we, we spoke mostly about the field and tactical stuff and how he would see me in the team and how you would see the, the team in overall going forward. Um, so it was, it was very positive, you know, it was a very normal talk and he wasn't trying to, he wasn't trying to buy me and I wasn't trying to sell myself, you know, it was a very, personal and human conversation and I, I really like that I felt like I got his confidence um, and that he was you know interested in me so that 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 was me that for me was a, a positive and made me very confident going into the move 
Um, and what is your take on uh, on the Wonders Grounds? Because uh, as a Valor player, you've been here every here and there to play against Halifax. So what's what's your take on on besides the fan base, like on the Wonders Ground? Uh, do you like the pitch uh, compared to the one in Valor? Oh yeah, it's 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 the best the best pitch in the league. Uh, that's you know, there's no debate about that, and every player knows that. Obviously, for me, it was a big positive to play on grass field. Like I know we don't talk about it often because it's very normal in Canada to to play on turf, but it's for me, it's a very different feeling. It's just it's even it, it's even hard to explain that you just you just feel it a bit more, you know, on a grass field, and it's a bit more natural and. So for me, the, yeah, obviously the pitch is wonderful, and uh, like like we were saying, like the stadium, you know, have, playing in a big stadium sometimes feels like less intimidating. Uh, I think going into Wonders Ground, the, the crowd is very close and very into the game, like reacting to a lot of plays and you know referee decisions or. Like I felt like they understood really well the game, so it, it makes it just like an overall environment that is like much more intimidating. And um, you know, um, from what I heard from uh, from people from Halifax, there's it's a it's a it's a very like big event. Well, I hope I'm not mistaking, but I, that's what I heard that it's a big event and people uh, go out before and take the time, you know, maybe to drink or to eat before the game and. I think that's very like European because I I've been you know to watch games in Europe and it's it's like that you go to bars or restaurants before the game and so that's what I heard from Halifax and that maybe that helps too with the environment um and uh, the location maybe I think it was uh, now that I know you know exactly where it is and with the city and all that I think I think it's great it's a great um it, it just makes for a great environment and it's really it feels like an event. Um, it feels like an event when you go play there and you know from what I've heard it, it, people say like it's a great event and people like it so I think that it's just all stuff that fuels uh, the great environment that that there is at, at a game yeah um, it, it definitely like feels like a European game you're right there's people meet beforehand and have a couple of drinks to talk about what they think's going to happen in the game and then you might have a couple of drinks at the game, and then a couple yeah. of drinks afterwards. <laughs> but it kind of, but it kind of, it kind of, it's not all just about drinking. Though it's, it, it really does feel like it's a, it's a family atmosphere, and um, we're all there to, to have a good time. Because like we know that the team didn't do so well last year, but they still had the numbers show up. So um, yeah. I, I think as a player for yourself, it's going to be amazing to be on the right side of it this time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, you said that you were here for uh, for two weeks, and you you obviously had a couple of training sessions. Um, how how did you find the the squad? How do you how do you think it's shaping up? Uh, well, it's very hard to tell. Um, yeah, I've been I've been in on Hal- Halifax four weeks, but we've been training too. So, yeah, in those two weeks, I mean, it's it's so hard to tell. And we were missing, you know, players at the beginning, players that weren't in al- uh, already, and we weren't full squad yet, and it's very disappointing that it ended after two weeks because I felt like when we stopped, we were getting closer as a team and, you know, as a chemistry and all that. So that's why it's, it's you know, it is what it is, but it was, we were starting, you know, a bit more to, to know each other a bit more. Um, 
at first two weeks, I mean, it's, it's nothing, you know, especially that we were doing maybe physical stuff at first. And then obviously we played, you know, a couple of games in, in training, but I was very, very happy. I think we have a very talented group. And um, in terms of mindset too, which is, which is very positive too, is we're, we're, we're a group that, um, we have something to prove. Obviously, we'll we'll have something to prove as a group. But I think what really helps is that personally, uh, we have players that are really good players that maybe didn't have you know a good season last year or they didn't play much last year. So they 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 really have something to prove, and that I think creates a, a team chemistry and it it fuels a, a hardworking group. So I think that's very important. Like we see, uh, you know. Like we saw last year, maybe Calgary was a good team that they 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 were hard workers. Tactically, they were always good. So I think it's very important to be a hardworking group. Uh, we have lots of talent and technical abilities that are very, I think we have a very technical group. But at the end of the day, it's very important that we match with, you know, hard work and intensity and and willingness to win. I mean, uh, sometimes I, I like last year. That's how I felt. Is that a lot of teams? They they did they didn't seem to bother when they were losing. They it didn't seem like a big deal. But I think that's going to change very quickly because yes, it was the first year. But now a lot of teams got reinforcements. A lot of teams, you know, got good players, and some players are coming back to Canada. And I think that's going to make it a very competitive league. And you know, it won't be a big difference, uh, maybe like last year from the last position to the first. So it's it's important that as a as a team and as a club, uh, we go forward with that and that we're better than last year because uh, it, it gets competitive every time. But I think from the two weeks that I've been there, it was very positive because we were, we're a hungry group. And uh, I know that's what the fans want from us too, uh, you know. I don't mind, you know, fans that are very demanding. I think they should be very demanding with the results that we're going to get. So I think, uh, you know, if we're all on the same page as a club, it'll be a fantastic season. Yeah, like that's the thing. I mean, like like people pay their money and they just want to see people put the effort in. That's all it is really, right? Yes, of course. Yeah, And that's very important to give them that because if you don't give them that, then it can be a long season and fans go against players and players go against fans and you, you know, you don't want that. <laughs> yeah. Big time. Um, so we, we had a, a Joe Morelli on the show uh, and he, he said, even in the short time that he played with you, like he felt there was a little bit of a, a connection there. Uh, do you think that's a partnership that might flourish in the, in this, the coming season? Yeah, I think so. Already it's been, I don't know how weeks were, were stopped and uh, I miss, I miss him. I miss playing with him. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, no, no. Seriously, he's a very interesting player, and uh, a type, the type of player I I like to play with because he's very very smart. He's very technical. But one thing with with these type of players that sometimes you're gonna miss because uh, they're very, I wouldn't say flashy, but you know they're very offensive and they're very creative. And you know you give them the ball and you you let them do what they want and you you have his back. You know if you if he loses the ball. But what I like the like the most about him, and that what that shocked me, um, is how hard he works to win the ball back. So as a as a number ten or a winger, uh, I think that's very that that's rare. Um, maybe not as much in modern football. Maybe not as much. But I was just impressed because 
it, it, it influences others to do that because obviously after the first training, we all see that he's technical, he's fast, and he, he likes to try things. But as soon as he loses it, he tries to win it back and he fights. So I think that uh, that kind of spreads on everybody else that, that that's kind of saying like, look, if, if he's working hard like that, we all have to work hard with him and we all have to do that because, you know, as number 10 or winger, usually sometimes they lose the ball and they don't really react and, you know, it's kind of normal and the midfielders come in to try to win the ball back. But no, for him, it was, he's uh, very talented, but hardworking also. Yeah, he, he kind of told us that um, his time playing in England, they kind of drilled that into his head. <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah, yeah probably. probably probably because oh yeah we know he's brazilian but he kind of has that kind of has that fight and that like um physical that he's not scared to go into tackles and he's not scared to get pushed around so yeah maybe his time in england helped him with that uh, and he also has the english accent too so <laughs> Does um he? Yeah, yeah, he's got a weird twang. Uh, uh, like he's he's got like a, a weird English twang when he's kind of finishes. Uh, maybe maybe it was maybe it was for the interview. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, he has the Brazilian accent, but he's speaking with the with a braid accent tone. Yeah. It, it's kind of a hybrid. It's kind of hard to describe. Yeah, yeah, because he speaks he speaks uh, good English, but he, it's true he has a bit of a, a bit of an accent. Yeah. Yeah, following that question, uh, what Anthony asked ask you, uh, Luis, um, so Joao impressed you the most, but um, I also heard uh, that uh, you wanted to meet Rampersat when you arrived to Halifax because he was one of those players that really, really impressed you the most. And to be honest, you and Rampy are probably going to be the backbone of the starting 11 in the, in, in the Halifax Wonders. So how is that partnership developing? Good. Uh, well, it's like with everybody else, like I was saying, like partnerships and chemistry. And it was very like, you know, it was very natural the way it happened. And obviously two weeks is, is not enough to, 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 to forge a, a big a big partnership. But no, like I said, uh, Rampersad was the type of player that last year when you go against, when I went against him, it's like you tell yourself before the game, okay, like this is going to be hard. This is going to be like a fight. So to have him on your side, um, it, it helps obviously because he's, um, like I said, like a, in, in the midfield, I, I love, you know, players that fight for the ball. And if we're three in the midfield or two in the midfield, um, as long as we're both, you know, working hard or the two midfields are working hard to get the ball back. It's, it's, it's so much easier. And you kind of, you kind of build a chemistry by doing that too, because obviously we all know how hard it is to, 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 to defend and to win the ball back. So when you both do it with the same hunger and the same, you know, fight, it kind of builds a chemistry and it kind of builds like confidence between the, the, the midfielder and even the other players. That's why, with uh, the same thing with Joao is that I have confidence in him because if he loses it, I, he's going to work hard to, to try to get it back. So same thing with, with Rampersad and he's good technically. Uh, he has good vision. He's fast and uh, good control of the ball. So no, I was obviously when I, I, um, when I got interest from Halifax, I think he had just signed again um, for the Wanderers. So I, I, I was, I was really happy to, to see that and obviously we're getting 
uh, to know each other more and more. And the more time we're going to spend on the field together, the more time we're going to build uh, a chemistry. But I think we both have profiles that uh, match each other. So I think it, it'll be interesting to see how we, you know, how we connect. These are really great and interesting facts to know uh, about your partnership with, with Ramperset. Now, um, I'm wondering, because you're a midfielder, um, do you feel more comfortable playing in a 4-2-3-1 system or a 4-3-3 with three midfielders in the middle? Uh, so in the 4-2, you mean like two sitting midfielders? Two sitting, yeah. Like, for example, you and Ramperset or like having three on the mid. Yeah. I, I I don't I don't really I don't really mind having uh like uh, two number tens or two number six for me I I for me I'd rather be um as a more defending like number six in front of the defense but uh, I've played you know many times with um, two six and uh, for me that's no problem two defending midfielders uh, I like that and I like two uh, offensive I mean sometimes even it it changes so much during the game you know sometimes uh. Like I know Rampersad, I know he's a he likes to go up with the ball a lot and to, to attack, and I think that's great too. You know, sometimes if he goes to to if he goes to attack, I'm gonna stay for him, or if I go to attack, you know, somebody else can cover. So I, I don't really mind that. I'm just in in possession of the ball. I like to be uh, close to the close to the defense to kind of link. Uh, the defense and the midfield to kind of link the play and prepare the play. And uh, also by being uh, close to the defense, I kind of have the field uh, in front of me. So that, that's better for me to, to link passes. So yeah, I don't really mind the, the, the formation. That's great. That's great. And speaking of uh, linking passes, I want to give pass to Anthony because I'm sure he has tons of questions for you too. Right, Anthony? Yeah. Yep. So, so um, obviously, uh, Rampersad kind of stood out for you like last year. Was there any other Wanderers players that you played against that you were like, "Oh, these these are these this guy's a baller." Uh, Peter, obviously, he had a big presence in the back. I mean, <laughs> I wasn't going straight against him, but for the striker I was playing with, it was I know you know it was a hard time for them. He's big. He's fast. Yeah, in possession of the ball too. He, he's very good technically. So uh, he was one. Um, Oxner. Um, I don't know if we all remember, but every time he played against us, he played uh, against Winnipeg. Sorry, uh, he played an amazing game. Um, so uh, yeah, Oxner. I remember, and um, I remember Akeem also. Akeem was was very good against us and good striker. He holds up the ball very well. And uh, obviously a good finisher. Uh, he had a lot of goals last year. So, yeah, these are the guys I I, re I remember the most playing against. Yeah, they're 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 all some pretty decent players. Um, and you're right, Peter is quite the presence in the back line. We definitely missed him when he uh, went back to Cape Breton. So. Yeah. Just switching back to, to to Valor a little bit. Um, how did you find uh, Rob Gale as a as a coach? What what kind of qualities does he have? Quality is uh, very close to the players, um, which is uh, which is good uh, because you know when you have a problem or you don't understand something or he always he always had his door open, and uh, but for me it was nothing new because I've had Rob Gill um, with the national team, uh, the youth national team, and um, no, he was a good coach. I enjoyed my time there. 
uh, as playing because uh, I was playing. I uh, I had his confidence playing, and uh, he would always uh, defend me or you know or talk to me if something was wrong. And that, that that's why I was happy. I had his trust and I had his confidence, and I think that helped me uh, in my playing last year. So uh, yeah, no, uh, we had a good good relationship, and. Um, yeah, no, I had uh, good good memories of uh, of playing there. Sounds like you uh, you you left on good terms, anyway. I think so. I I would hope so because uh, I I I I think some people you know took it badly, and some people had a lot of questions about me leaving. And but you got to remember, it's it's a business. Uh, soccer is a business, and it's a business with contracts, and. Um, Obviously, I didn't uh, walk out of my contract. I didn't break my contract. Uh, my contract was a year and, you know, it was finished. And that was my plan uh, from before and, you know, that was before the season. And that's what happened. And I had the season. Uh, I had a good season. Um, not my best season, but a good season. So it helped me uh, get options uh, at the end of the season. And that, that's what I wanted from the beginning because uh, obviously I always aim high. I always aim um, to better myself, to, 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 to move on, to try new experiences, new challenges. Um, I'm, I'm a guy that I always challenge myself and I always want to do better. And obviously last year personally was good for me, but uh, as a team, it was very hard um, because, I like to win, and it was it was very complicated last year. We didn't win a lot, so for me, it was all about a fresh start and 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 a new challenge. And you know, I'm always one to honor and respect my contract, and my contract was done. So I don't I don't see why there would be uh, you know hard feelings against me. Maybe people are not used to it. I don't know. Maybe in North America, but you know, maybe because I was an important player, but. It was always the plan for me to leave at the end of the season, no matter what. I guess I guess a lot of people don't take that into consideration that, like everybody in the league, pretty much was on a one-year contract. Like, how mm-hmm. much of a how much of a stressor was that for for you guys personally? Because you know, one year is nothing in in football, really. Yeah, well, I know some. I know I can't say exactly how many, but I know some guys had had two years. Um, but obviously, it's a. It's it's a it's a stress because you know it's it's your career it's 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 you know you don't know where you're gonna be next year and obviously when you have a a year contract it's you you have to give it your all and you have you you have to have confidence in yourself because it can go really bad really quick um, you can be left you know with no options with no uh, interest at the end of the year so. I had confidence in myself. Uh, I was coming back from injury, which was really hard. And um, I prepared myself the best, you know, in the off season, the best I've ever prepared myself. And I had a good season. So obviously a year on the contract is a stress, but I, once again, it, it's a business. It's, it's part of the business. And um, that was the best option for me. Just on a, uh, a personal level, um, that screamer you scored for Valor against Edmonton, I think it was. T- talk us through that. Uh, maybe my best goal in my career. I don't score many, but uh, no, that was my best one. And especially in a game like that, um, an important game, um, 
that that changed i think the game completely it came at a perfect moment and it gave us so much so much energy so much drive right after because right after uh, busto scores a beautiful goal and after that we felt like you know we we couldn't lose the game because we were giving it our all and for me personally it was was great you know i it's like a it's it was like in a dream you know to hit the ball perfectly like that and i i i, I tried it a couple times during the season you know waiting for that ball at the top of the box and i i love shots like that i practice them a lot of balls coming back out in the, at the top of the area so for me to hit it perfectly like that was was great did did you know it was going to go in the second and left your foot I, well it, well i don't know i i kind of connected really well and um I had I I think yeah it was Petrasso right in front of me and I'm uh, all I'm thinking when I hit it was like get out of the way you know because <laughs> if you, if you look at it on the video it like I connect perfectly but there's a lot of people in front so I think it's Didic and the uh, Petrasso and another center back so there's three guys like right in front and Petrasso moves in my lane like right before so all I could think was like, get out of the way, you know. And I, he kind of he kind of ducked it a little bit, and then I just I couldn't see anything after. I just hear the people yelling, and then I'm like, wow. And then it's it's when I see it on the video. It's it's often like that when you score a goal, you it goes so fast in the moment that you don't really see, and then you look at the at the video after the game, and then you 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 see it properly. And I was I was I was very happy because it was a nice goal. So do you look at it every day? Uh, I think that the, the, the two days after that was a bit a bit ridiculous. Like even my family and we were we kept rewatching it, and everybody's you know in the locker room were making fun of me like, "Yeah, hey, how many times did you watch it?" But if they're saying that, that means they watched it a couple times too. So I, I didn't mind that. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so um, we were actually talking to to Marco during the week there. How much are you going to miss playing with him? Oh, a lot. And I think obviously we we kind of had the you know a very close mentality and uh, winning mentality and fighting mentality. And I think that was hard for us because sometimes we we maybe we felt alone, uh, but. No, I'm going to miss him a lot, especially when I look back at uh, videos of my of my of my um my highlights and my plays in Winnipeg last year. Like often I would I would just take a second to look up and I knew where he was. Same thing with Petrasso. We had very good understanding. With Petrasso we've played before together, so maybe it was a bit easier, but with Petrasso and Bustos for guys for me in my position they're very important players on the wing because um, they open the play and they're a very direct link of passes for me, uh, which was very important. So obviously they knew as soon as I get my head up, they have to gi- they give me a run and then you know they they trust me that I can play it in their run. So a lot of you know plays from last year, I would get my head up and they they they're just making a crazy diagonal run and I play them into space. So. It's it's obviously we were very good friends um, off the field and on the field, but on the field I think like um, the chemistry and the connection we had, like all three of us were was was very good. And I haven't had that I haven't had that type of connection in a while with players, and 
Um, well, I'm very happy, happy I played with them, uh, with the connection, with the plays that we did. And, you know, we were trying, you know, very hard to, to find ways when we, when we were losing and to find maybe different things we could do. So, no, it, it was great to play with him. Uh, obviously, I'm going to miss him a lot, but I think I have, you know, on this, I, I play on a team that, that there's players that have qualities like him and, you know, that, are, that can make the difference like him. So I, I'm not worried. Louis, um, speaking of connections, you live in Pont Claire, Montreal, Quebec, correct? You're from there, originally yes. from. I'm wondering now that we're talking about uh, Bauer FC and everything, what made you choose Bauer? Do you have another offers before Bauer? Because uh, it's kind of like far. If you would look at the map, like you're closer to Hamilton to play for Forge, or I don't know if you got those offers, but I mean. Like you were closer to Ontario, Ottawa wasn't in the in in, in the map by that time. But I'm I'm talking about like you know geography wise, you you could have um, choose like maybe a closer city if you had the offer, of course. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, to to be very honest, uh, playing close to home uh, means nothing to me. Uh, like I said, it's a business, and uh, and to be honest, I had no other offers at that time. So um, that was a decision I made for the best of my career. And uh, yeah, no, to, to, even when I moved to Halifax, I, I heard people say, uh, like, it's because he's going closer to home. But that that has nothing to do with me being closer to home, uh, coming to Halifax. You know, home is still 12-hour drive. <laughs> so it's not like I, I can go back on the weekend. So no, it, it has nothing to do and. For me, living away from home is is, is no problem. Uh, I have my girlfriend that that travels with me, that lives with me. So, just as, as an example, I felt uh, I I felt at home when I came to Halifax in two weeks. So, um, no, for me that that's not a problem, and I I, I think it's a luxury uh, as a player to have maybe at the end of the of your career when you you say you know you want to come come back to play at home and. It's it's a luxury, you know, because they 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 have to want you <laughs> to come play for them. You know, uh, no team is gonna take you just because you're 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 going to play home. So, uh, for me, it has nothing to do. And you know, if there's an interesting challenge for me, um, at the other end of the world, uh, I'm I'm gonna go. You know, I'm I have no problem living away from home. That's great. Uh, that that's a really great answer. Very uh, professional. Obviously, uh, you you played for the impact. Um, how was it, how was the MLS? Like, uh, did you like do you, do you miss playing in those big stadiums? Is like it's a an awful lot of people don't get the uh, the chance to to play that that level. So, uh, what's it like? I know it was great. I mean, environment wise, and you know, professionalism wise, and and all that. It's it's obviously a a, a big level. You know, with the training facilities and obviously the fans, the stadium. We we had you have big pressure when when you play for Montreal because the fans are very demanding, but which is very good because they want a winning team and they they push the players. But no, it was great. I had a it was a tough time for me personally uh, to to try to make it in a a starting eleven. Uh, I signed you know with the first team the first time when I was eighteen. And uh, I didn't. I didn't play that much at that time. And uh, you know, and in the, in the, with the obviously with the first team, but even 
as an 18 year old, uh, when I look back at it, I, I didn't have a lot of minutes in my body, which was very, very tough for me. So when the USL came in, uh, that was the best thing that happened at that moment for me because I started playing a lot of games, trying to get confidence. And that's when, that's when the opportunities for me in the first team came. And that's when I was confident and very, I feel like I was ready to take the, these, these opportunities because I had games. I had played uh, the last, um, the last Saturday or the, you know, a couple of weeks before. And so that's why for me, when, you know, when the USL and my, I think it was the last year that I was there, the USL went away. We didn't have a USL team. So I was training, 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 and I wasn't really playing games. And uh, it was it was hard for me to get a to get a groove and to to start cracking the eleven. And you know, sometimes I was on the bench. I would come on in games, fifteen minutes, and you you need to be you need to be really really strong mentally and always have faith in yourself and always be ready no matter what. You know, I had you know not a lot of chances, but I did get some, and I think I I, I took them well and. You know, I was ready when I was called upon and, and to be in the starting 11. But it, it's hard. It's, it's a very, very good level. And, you know, you play with, you, you play, you're with guys that, that play for their lives, obviously. I think, I think you realize that when you're, I was 18, but the more I was growing in, in, in that team and in that environment, like you, you, you start saying, okay, like this, this is your job. And you see guys that they don't want to lose because it's their job. And if they lose, they might lose their job. So learning that all that, uh, when I was really young, I think it made me mature and, um, made me understand the, the life of a, of a soccer player. Like, obviously we all love playing, but it's very important to, to win and be on a winning team and to give it your all every day to work hard. And, you know, you see, I had guys on my team that were, you know, very, well, very old. They were older players on the team and maybe they have two or one year left on their contract, but they're the ones staying in the afternoon to do a gym session or they're the ones coming in early. So all these things, I, I'm i I'm happy that I was, I had my eyes open and that I was looking at everything and, you know, taking it all in. One of my good friends in Montreal, uh, Laurent Simon, you know, he's a very experienced player and we were very close to he would, you know, he kind of guided me, you know, in a way, and he showed me the ways and showed me what's important, what's, you know, what you have to maybe push away sometimes. So I, I, I grew a lot there, and uh, obviously it didn't, it didn't go, you know, the way the way I wanted because it was kind of a, a short time and not a lot of playing time. But I mean, I, it's, 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 it's part of my career, and you know, I don't, I don't regret anything, and you know, I just, I learned, I learned from it. Obviously, like you, you had players like uh, Drogba, who probably would have been around when you were there, yeah. and uh, Sanya probably too. What, yeah. what what did they bring to the club? Just having like superstars like that just around the place. Yeah, well, it, it, it's really with them too that you realize, you know. I think uh, DDA is, is the best example. He's won everything almost in his career. Um, when he came to Montreal, he was kind of you know his, the end of his career. But like he did not think about that. For him, it was the most important. It was to win the game, to to give, to show good attitude, and to be a winner, no matter what. It's like 
for him, maybe people would say, oh, what is he coming in MLS to do? Or same thing as uh, Ibrahimovic. Like, oh, he's coming to MLS, to, you know, at the end of his career. But they're all guys that they, they want to win. So if Drogba, the guy who's won everything, wants to win, you you have to want to win too, you know? Like, you, I, I haven't done anything in my career yet. So it was just that, that winning mentality and just the, the level of professionalism that they bring and the way they work. And it's it's not a joke for them. I mean, they they have fun and they're very good guys, but winning and performing, it's, it's not something that, that they they play around with and that they take as lightly. Um, and I think that's why they had, you know, amazing careers like that is that they never, never took anything for granted. And when maybe it was hard for them, they, they worked even harder and they, they, you know, they boost their confidence up a, a little bit to get through rough times. So it was all these things that I, that I, that I learned from these guys, uh, both Drogba and Sanya, so lucky, you know, to have been their teammate and to have shared the locker room with them because they have, they have so much to say and so much to, to show and to, you know, to 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 give to to all the teammates. So I was, I'm very fortunate to have to have been with them. How hard was it not to uh, steal their jersey at the end of a game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm 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 lucky because I was with them. So just just sharing the locker room was you know, enough for me. And it's like, it's like when these guys talk, you know, everybody listens and everybody wants to understand what they're saying and because they have so much experience, but everything they say, they back it with, with action. So that makes them even more, you know, uh, important for me because they were, sometimes they were, maybe sometimes they wouldn't say anything, but they would just do things that influence all the others in a positive way. So I think that's why they're, they're great players, and I know all the, the 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 players that play with them. They're 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 lucky to have you know learn from them. Speaking of, of Drogba, uh, you uh, you play with him briefly, but uh, you also play with Reggie uh, as your teammate. I think the last game that you guys had was on 2016 with the FC Montreal. It's very surreal, like having um, to play again together. Uh, can you tell us more? About that, um, when you find out that you were going to play for for the Wonders, you guys were keeping in touch. Uh, how's your relationship with him? Yeah, well, when we it happened, obviously with a lot of players uh, that were that we were all in the the FC Montreal team. When the team, you know, shut down, it was we knew that a lot of players were gonna go on their own and each one, you know, on their own way. But uh, we always kept touch and. Rigi was, I wouldn't say he's like Bustos because they're they're different players, but I had the same type of chemistry with him. Uh, when I think about it, I have so many clips that I take the ball, I look up, and he's making a run somewhere, and I'm putting in the ball. So in, in that way, it's, it's that type of relationship and the type of player I really like because um, you kind of give him the ball and like go ahead like do your thing you know and I'll be there if you lose the ball and you know um that's why I, I I really like him and he's the type of guy that has the a level of pref um of like he's very professional guy and he works hard and he takes it seriously and you know he depends on soccer and uh, that's his happiness and all that so that that's why I 
I like being surrounded by people that think like that because I'm kind of the same. And, you know, he, he thinks about soccer all the time. He talks about soccer all the time. So he's very good to, to be around. And when, obviously, when I learned that he was going to, to go to Halifax and we were talking a lot and obviously that was, he, he signed to Halifax. And then for me, it was still, you know, an option. It wasn't sure yet. And we were talking and when it happened, uh, we were so happy to, to finally be together after it's been, you know, a couple of years. And, and I'm sure when, you know, we start playing again with each other, it'll maybe be a bit different because we've changed, you know, we've grown a lot as players. So uh, it'll be interesting, but he's a player I love. I love to be, and I, he's a great guy to have in a team also. You touched on earlier on that you played for uh, Canada in underage football. Um, do you think the CPL is going to give you uh, good exposure to help you get back into the international fold? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm, I mean, uh, I don't think it, 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 um, I don't think it affects me that I'm in the CPL because uh, we've seen, you know, players from the CPL get called up and all that, but. You know, I've I, I've been in professional football and I've I've been in first team uh, before, and it, it has nothing to do with your age, nothing to do you know where you play. It's how good you are. So if I'm better than the the the, the midfielders that are being called, I think I'll be called also. So for me, it's it it, it it depends on me. You know, obviously sometimes with certain coaches, and you know you have maybe sometimes you have to be lucky and an injury or something like that. But, you know, I try not to think of these, of these things. Um, obviously as a professional, you, you always want to play for your country. I think that's the, 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 the very high level is to be on the, on the national team and to go often and all that. So I, I keep that, I keep that in the, in the back of my mind always um, because I, I, I want to go. Uh, obviously, and I know I have to work hard, and I know there's a lot of competition in in, in, the, in the midfield players. So, for me, it's just to work hard, and you know, if I get my chance, I get my chance. And and uh, yeah, I don't think playing in CPL affects me. You know, as long as you you show quality and you you you're 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 having good games and you play, and you know, you can you can get your chance. So obviously, I always I always keep that open. Yeah, I mean, as you said, like the, a couple of players had been called up, so it's good to know that the uh, the the men's team or the the national team are are watching the games. It's a, yeah, it's, it's good to know. Just just a just another quick one about uh, it, just because I'm from Ireland. So you played for yeah. Canada the the Milk Cup in in Northern Ireland. Yeah. Uh, how, yeah. how great how great of an experience was that? And uh, what was the tournament standard like? Ah, uh, that's uh, those are. The other, I think the other thing that made me, made, that made me grow um, as a soccer player, I was very, very fortunate to live these experiences because when you look back at who you were playing against and, and, and the conditions and all that, when you go on national teams and on like the Mills Cup, I think it was U18. So you're 17, 18 years old and you go in Ireland in a, a stadium that had a lot of people and you play against Mexico. Uh, we played against Northern Ireland in the, in the final. These are things that, that it's the high level for 18 years old or 17 years old. So I'm very, very lucky and very happy to have lived 
um, the high level at a very early age because that's, you know, you play against the best players. We played against the best Mexican players at that time, the best. Um, in other camps, we played against the best American players at that time. So to compare yourself and to go up against uh, the best players of, you know, so many countries at that age, it was, it gave me so much experience and it, it really opened me to the to the football world and the professional world because after that, you know, you see the players you play against. Okay, where do they play now? And all oh, first team at that age. And it was very, very good for me. It made me grow a lot. Uh, yeah, it's it's such a prestigious tournament. Um, it's like there, there's, as you said, there's, there's so many great players that we got to play in it. So uh, yeah, I'm sure yeah. it was a lot of fun for you. Yeah, um, uh, just following that, I uh, was just like just trying to comment on it. Um, it's it's very fascinating to hear uh, Louis' story because um, you get a chance to when you were called up for the national team, you shared a locker room with Petrasso, Gasparotto, Aparicio, Adekube, Nanko, a lot of uh, good quality players, and most of these players are now in the CPL, different teams. Um, you guys are kind of like the renaissance of the new breed of Canadian football, the new Canadian soccer players. So we hope to see you guys for 2022 for a World Cup, uh, fingers yeah. crossed. Um, how, how does it feel to be uh, part of this uh, breeding uh, team of players that probably going to make it to 2022? I hope it happens, but it must be very exciting to know uh, and be partake of this uh, CPL. Yeah, no, uh, I'm, I'm proud to have been in that uh and that generation of, you know, so many, so many good players. And I think, you know, uh, a lot of good players on the national team, um, a lot of, a lot of them, um, we needed um, somewhere to play, you know, uh, being in, being in MLS and being Canadian is very hard. Uh, obviously everybody knows that because of the, um, because of the rules for, for Canadians playing, um, you know, in the United States. So that's very hard. And I think uh, a lot of players were were kind of trapped in that maybe. So we're very lucky to have a, our league and, and to play quality games and uh, to play a good season. So no, I'm, I'm uh, obviously a lot of us are, are in that league now and I'm, I'm proud to have been part of those generations because we had, a, we had great moments coming up, you know, and obviously we didn't see each other a lot when we were growing up because we were all in different teams and going different directions. But every time we would come with the national team, it was always a great experience. And, you know, now it's still part of, you know, our careers where we're all still growing. We're, we're pretty, you know, we're still young. I would, I would think, I hope. <laughs> so obviously it's still CPL is still part of, 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 of the story of each player. So, you know, I would love to see, you know, players go play in, you know, first division somewhere. I would be very happy, you know, like players that I grew up playing with. So, no, it's, uh, I'm proud. And obviously, we all, we all have the, we all have our thoughts 2022, obviously. And to, even earlier, to, to just be on the national team, that's every player in the in the CPL thinks of that, uh, of playing for the national team. So, it's, it's something, you know, you think about, obviously. Speaking of uh, being Canadian, how difficult I read in your Wikipedia that as a young age you also used to play hockey. Yeah, yeah. 
uh yeah i played hockey i can't remember until what age but uh yeah i played hockey a lot obviously you know being in canada and i i liked watching hockey but um i i soon discovered you know soccer obviously it was it was hard to get soccer uh in canada at that time with uh i think it was gold tv and um yeah. and all that stuff they would play you know sometimes uh spanish and uh german so i used to watch a lot of spanish i think that's why i i like the spanish league so much is because when i grew up on on the cable with the tv was gold tv yeah. and they played spanish so i didn't have the premier league um it's not like it's not like now with with all the the, the all the things you can get to watch so i used to play hockey and then i you know i i always played soccer but when i discovered the, the soccer world and watching games and i completely left i didn't watch hockey games anymore and all i wanted to know was soccer so at that time i was playing hockey and soccer at the same time for the whole year so my my parents wow. told me look it's it's a bit intense now because <laughs> to split the two and it it was almost training every day so they asked me you know what do you want to and i said uh soccer <laughs> so it was a good choice for me and obviously a natural choice because soon after i stopped playing hockey i i completely lost interest and uh, i was fully soccer and even in the winter and it's a great decision yes <laughs> it's a very great decision i think i and think also... they loved it too because my parents too because they like soccer a lot too and for them to be in a in a arena in the summer and they just we like soccer much more and just watching games and it kind of it, it it really grew into me like really fast when i when i when i started watching soccer and i even had magazines if my parents went in in europe on a trip and they would come back with magazines from if they go in france they would come back with france magazines and it that's why i think it's hard in canada you know for the past generations and you know you sometimes people wonder oh how come you know soccer is not like just just to watch games was was a hard thing before <laughs> you know so to get to fall in love with soccer and all that it was really hard at that time if you couldn't even watch games on the tv but now it's now it's great we have you know even the cpl you have a good good broadcast so it's it's only positive I'm uh, I'm sure your parents were also pretty happy because hockey costs so much. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the things too to to, all, to buy all the equipment and that that was expensive. Yeah, so yeah, they were happy to just buy me boots and shin pads. <laughs> so, uh, Carlos has a question. He asks um, everybody that comes on the show. So far away there, Carlos. Okay, uh, Luis, where are your top three? Uh, players in your position, favorite top three midfielders in any league. Any league. Uh, Busquets, Xabi Alonso, and um, Xavi. All Spanish. I like uh, it. Well, maybe because I grew up, yeah, watching all that, and uh, uh, I'm lucky because, because even even when being sports came. When the sport started showing in Canada, that was the it was at that time that it was the the, the big era with uh, Busquets, Messi, uh, 
um, Xavi, Iniesta, Puyol. All, they, it was the big team. So I started watching Barcelona at the perfect moment. Thanks to being sports, because if I didn't have being sports, I probably would have never watched. <laughs> you, you might get a free subscription now. now. <laughs> I hope, because I'm, I still have it. <laughs> I'm still paying for it. <laughs> so um, just a question uh, that, that I ask. Obviously, with the, the lockdown happening and all that kind of stuff, uh, what shows are you watching on Netflix to keep yourself uh, from going crazy? It's not on Netflix, but I'm a big fan of uh, Homeland. Nice. I watch I watch that a lot. I'm a big big fan. I every Sunday, I'm in front of my TV nine o'clock, and I'm waiting for the Homeland episode. But uh, on Netflix, I've been watching um, the uh, Waco. It's the the thing about that the Texas with the religious people and the FBI. I've watched that. Uh, what have I been watching? Too hot to handle. This is you know w- with my girlfriend, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what other shows? Yeah, I'm a big Breaking Bad fan. I love Breaking Bad, but that's finished. Nice. I watched it. Yeah, and uh, all all the all the soccer, all the documentaries on Prime, Amazon Prime. I've seen them all. I love that. I love the, and I I saw that they're. They're going to put out the Barcelona one on Netflix, uh, which is amazing. I've watched it already. I couldn't wait. So I found a, a stream to watch it because I I had to watch it right away. And it, I saw that it's coming out on Netflix now. So that, that one's very good. I like the way that you said the football documentaries after Too Hot to Handle. <laughs> yeah. I need, I need a balance. <laughs> Have you watched the, uh, the Sunderland documentary on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah, I'm trying to find them because it's on Amazon Prime, but not in Canada, and that I I it, that that's what I don't like. So I'm trying to find it's the Leeds one. There's one on um, on Leeds with the the manager, what's his name, and it's on Amazon Prime, but it's only I think it's only in the UK. So I'm trying to find that one because it looks if interesting. I- if I if I find you, I'll send you I'll send you a link. It's uh, oh, I, Mar- I would love that. Marcello Bielsa, I guess is his Bielsa. Name. Yeah, oh. there you go. Bielsa, yeah. But we uh, we really appreciate you taking all this time to talk to us, man. I, I could literally talk to you about football all day long, but um, I'm sure you want to get back to uh, watching um, Breaking Bad and uh, <laughs> all your 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 girly uh, documentaries. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so thanks again for joining us man i really really appreciate it thank you thank you i appreciate it thank you for having me thank you louis take care stay uh, safe thanks again to louis for coming on this episode of the down the pull podcast also want to give a shout out to carlos for coming on and asking some questions really do appreciate the help as always you can follow us on facebook instagram and twitter next week's show we have Neil Fan and Ben Fisk. So make sure to check those two out. And until then, take care. Cheers. You've been listening to the Down the Pub podcast, recorded in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.